Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. Doing the Madame Webb. <laughs> it's doing, doing the what the, now? The Morbo numbers, Morbius. Oh shit! Sure, yeah, no, that's a uh, it. It. Listen, I love the Sony Marvel movies. They're real piles of shit. Um, uh, this one, I'm kind of excited. Lo- I love for how this. weird and broken and stupid they are. Um, Morbius was a real boring pile of trash. So, I hope this is less boring i hope it is out of its mind yeah like they don't make any catwomans anymore you know and i want a good catwoman well the venoms have been uh, catwoman right. adjacent the venoms are actually like almost a little too good does that make sense or right. like they're, what, they're like they're they're exemplarily trash they're exemplary trash so like yeah. they I, I totally agree with you they are a little bit too good like it sets the bar too high for the sony stuff but like right. I feel like Sony can carve out a nice little niche for itself just doing the trash ass Marvel movies. Yeah. Cuz I I have. can't conceive of what a Craven movie is going to be. I can't wait to watch that pile of I crap. Know. Apparently so Thursday um Madam Web made like 6 million dollars today. So not looking uh, you know like it, it's it i think that's less than morbius right like this is i don't know i'm not i don't, I don't have morbius's numbers committed to memory yeah that's fair why would i do that to myself i don't know because it just seems there's like lots of you do. room for many things in my life and morbius's mm-hmm. box office numbers is just i i can't find space for it all right that's fair yep uh anyway hello this is guess. <laughs> Well, there's a hypecast. Hypecast. So, sure, we get hyped about stuff and things. I'm your co-host Tom Ryman. I'm your other co-host David Bell. We don't, don't have, have a, guest a guest because mostly because of laziness. Like we reached out to someone, they hadn't gotten back to us, and then like I was telling Tom, like we're we're working on a some more news about Israel Palestine, and Tom, you you have your 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 knee deep in poop, and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It my, was just my like you know what with sewage. Yeah, it was one of those weeks where we're like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> we're not going to, like, it's not, this is all to say we're, we're very popular. We have lots of friends. Um, mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. We I just so. didn't reach out to anybody this week. Well, we did, and then that person didn't respond because that person never responds. Yes. <laughs> so here we are. 
Yeah, we well we could have we could have like the next day reached out to someone else is all I'm saying. Wait, I just I had no fight in me this week. That's fair. Neither, I was, neither I was, did I. Neither did I. Yeah, exactly. I was getting my, my getting battles. my ass beat by uh, 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 shit water vomiting itself all over my laundry room, which mm-hmm. is what I had to deal with this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tom's house is haunted. Listeners, haunted. my house may be cursed. Um, it's a poltergeist. I pulled the records. I'm looking at the survey information. It's not on a burial ground officially, but it might be like an unofficial. Right. And if it isn't now, it will rish. be, you know. Um, so we'll, I may we'll have a bunch of unofficial ghosts, unofficial yeah. dishes sliding it's the through best here. Kind. Unofficial copies of Smashing Pumpkins album uh, sliding right. through my house. Anyway, um, <laughs> Dave. Yeah. Let's thank some up? producers. All right. Let's do it. Big thank you to At Nerd Numbers. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you to Zero Charisma. Thank you. Thank you to A Bag Full of Bags. Thank you so much. Thank you to Aaron Burser. Thank you. Thank you to AJ. Thank you to Andrew. Save Papa Alfred. How? Thank you. Thank you to Andrew McGuire. Totally likes movies, Andrew. How? Thank you. Thank you to Asking Seven. Thank you. All right, let me swoop in here. Thank you to Bob Granville. Thank you. Thank you to Bootler Bullison. Thank you. Thank you to Brian who Tom knows. Hey. Thank you to Broadway Loves the Meat Millie. Thank you. Thank you to Bria who wants you to drink water, hit the gym, and do the ska because he loves y'all. Thank you. Thank you to Chester's Prophet. Thanks. Thank you to Christopher Robert Sparts Esquire. Thank you. Thank you to Dan Hackroyd. Oh, thank you. All right, Dave, let's do a halo jump out of this low-flying plane and cruise through all of these trailers that we have this week. I think think this is a big trailer. Slice through them like a like a like a like a like like a knife. Like a hot knife. Like a hot knife that's dressed in a halo suit. Mm-hmm. Like Tom sure. Cruise in that one Mission Impossible movie where Henry Cable got struck by lightning. <laughs> the best one. But mean, only if Tom Cruise was like a knife, like a knife with legs that made him run uh-huh. really fast. Right. So for just that one scene, he was like a knife that was skydiving, but it was a halo jump. Right. And, and then we're, like, what are we? We are going to be like the membrane of the fabric of the universe and the atmosphere that his knife self cut through. Okay. Because like these are some hot ass trailers that you could cut through with a knife. Got it. I, yeah, I, I, does that make sense, everybody? Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. cool yeah, cool, we cool. had the Super Bowl. We had the Super Bowl, Tom, which means we have a bunch of fucking trailers. Uh, starting with obviously Deadpool and Wolverine. Not Deadpool versus Wolverine. No, it's Deadpool, Deadpool and Wolverine. And, yeah. I I'm, I think they could have gotten away with a versus, even if it wasn't. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, it's uh. So now we're seeing how this is going to work out. Tom, uh, Tom from Succession is uh in the the TVA, uh, and yeah, it makes sense that the TVA would be part of this. And they pick up Deadpool and they introduce him to it, and of course, Deadpool adds a whole other element because he is well. See, that's he, he's self aware. The TVA thing breaks it for me because the TVA thing seems to be trying to explain why Deadpool is meta. Right, like that an is in, a good point. like an in-universe reason for why Deadpool is meta, and it like reminds me of about ten or fifteen years ago when they tried to come up with an in-universe reason in South Park for why Kenny keeps dying and coming back to life. Right, and it's like no, it's a narrative joke. Right, it's, it's not a joke. something you have to explain. Exactly, like when you explain it, you break it. That's um, a great point. Yeah, um, so I don't like this idea of like making uh like 
planning out or mapping out Deadpool's existence to like make it conform with the universe. Like the fact that he was meta was part of the fun of it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I also, for the record, they don't explicitly say that's what they're going to do, but I think I think they are too because they show they're literally fighting in front of the fucking 20th Century Fox logo yeah. that has crashed. Um, and so you have to assume there's going to be this literal metaverse thing that'll happen where and I like, don't mind that like because what the what Deadpool has been good at like why the Deadpool movies have been successful in my opinion is because they do lampoon the superhero movies right like yeah we we are under a, a, a huge weight of superhero fatigue right now um so I think a, a third Deadpool movie where he's just completely removing himself from it and going into different movies to address different tropes that have been like singled out and perpetuated by right. the superhero uh, dominance of the past 10 years. Like, I, I think this is a, I honestly think this is a really smart way to do it. It's sort of like the comic book Deadpool, Deadpool kills the Marvel universe where mm-hmm. at like the end, like it basically is him. He climbs outside of the panel and he kills the writers like so and i hope he does that he could do it he could yeah. like and that's what dead that's the function of deadpool like so like deadpool is a really valuable character right now because of all the superhero fatigue so having a character who can step outside of it and sort of comment on all the bullshit that's been going on over the past 15 years of the false starts the false uh the franchises that petered out um the weird decisions um yeah, they say all all the, the, trailer... all the goof, goofiness that happens uh, with studios now who are so beholden to superhero movies. Um, this is a perfect way to lampoon them. It's a perfect way for fans of the genre to get like a, a, a sigh of relief. Like, I genuinely think this movie is going to do really well. I also think it's going to be good. It um, will be. I, I think it will be yeah. good. Yeah. The 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 thing that that the trailer goes with everybody deserves a happy ending, which of course also you know means means a hand Joe, but uh, yeah. it's uh it's it, it's clearly implied that they're gonna bring back as many lost characters basically, especially from those early Marvel years. Like they're absolutely gonna bring back like the old Fantastic Four and shit. I think oh, sure. absolutely. Um, absolutely, and I think the idea is almost like everybody gets to wrap their little thing up. Um, I, I do think this this is my thoughts on this. This movie is going to be good. I don't think it's a good it's good for the bigger cinematic universe. Meaning that I I really think at this point, like my my thing in the um my suggestion in the in in our doc here was that he they should actually find a narrative way for him to just implode the metaverse so it you can't do it anymore because that's honestly what Marvel needs now. Like they need. Like he Deadpool might is... do that. I know. Because that, I... that might be the way they explain why the X-Men are in the same unit. Like why all these things that yes. have been like Spider-Man has been kept separate. That may be how they attempt to explain it. Uh, right. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Like it's, it's more that like, this is perfect. Deadpool. It just feels like uh, the other Marvel stuff has been getting too much like this. Does that make sense? Where it's like everything else feels like a parody of itself now, where yeah. the parody should be Deadpool, where it almost like takes away from Deadpool, um, where it's like, you know, like remember when the X Men showed up in Deadpool two, 
and they're all in like one shot and it was funny and it's like that's cool and now we're just doing that in the other superhero films you know what i mean where it's like yeah it what makes deadpool special as being like extremely me meta and mushing together ideas and 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 franchises we're just sort of doing now so like yeah it's all to say this looks great um it's just like after this they really have to fucking i i really i really think marvel needs to figure their shit out with the stuff with the yeah, other stuff. they really it, it has to kind of be the end of it like unless yeah. you can the metaverse is so nihilist and this is the peak of that but in a good way right they need to, they again, need to close it. Is they like, need to close it yeah Deadpool's like the White House Correspondence Dinner, if that makes sense. It's like, all right, we're all having fun. This is the time we all get to have fun. It, well, that's such a weird comparison because it's not fun anymore. But you know what I mean, the, the idea of it. Um, yeah. Or like a roast or something. It's, it's the, like you right, said, it's, like it's, state of Marvel. Let's all have fun. Let's make jokes. But now everything wants to be this level of meta that it doesn't... It's like right. You, everything's you need to let this thing have its impact. Yeah. Um, so you we'll need see. To take we'll the see. other shit seriously. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. We'll see how well it works. Um, I think Deadpool yeah. is the best chance Marvel has right now. Right. Um, so we'll see. They I mean, need... obviously, X Men is the best chance Marvel has, but uh, Deadpool yeah. bridging that gap and commenting on it, like Deadpool gives everybody like the reprieve sort of that they need from the superhero bullshit like that's sure. <clears throat> sort of the function his movies have been serving um, right like i would argue deadpool is where we should have gotten the toby Maguire spider-man's back not the actual spider-man film does that make sense yes where like that film was fun but like that's not the film to do that right when you spread meta to every character it's like well right. what's the point of anything and it's gotten, it's gotten, I don't know. And I, I, I really I, do suspect they're going to come up with some weird, convoluted, in-universe explanation for why Deadpool can see things the way he does. Right. And I think that's that. bad. <laughs> like, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, we uh, don't need he, it. He sees it because he does. Like, that's yeah. that's all the explanation we've ever needed. So They definitely need, I hope, my, this is a weird, a weird concern. I hope that the success of this doesn't make them think like, okay, full speed ahead. Everything's good. Because it's like, no, they really need to reassess despite the success of this We'll, we'll, we'll definitely we'll talk about happen. it more with a, a news item later on. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, X-Men 97. Uh, this? <laughs> I loved X-Men 90s. Everybody loved X-Men Yeah, 90s. me too. I, I went to Pizza Hut. I got the personal pan pizza meal that got you the two video cassettes for night of the sentinels like yeah i was so into x-men 90s x-men 90s Same. is what like i was always a spider-man fan but x-men 90s is what like jump-started my participation in marvel merchandise yeah. and trading cards and comic books and action figures like it was a huge show for me x-men 97 looks like a piece of shit like this looks like they gave them a hundred dollars <laughs> to animate 10 episodes the animation looks so bad it doesn't look like the original there's this here's all right there, i i want to say one thing really quick before yeah, you, you would, no, no. um there's this weird thing that i've noticed uh, across a couple of um media properties for x-men specifically that it's like 
referencing the 90s, like uh, Marvel Heroes, which was the MMO from a few years ago, and mm-hmm. also Marvel Snap, which is the current uh, digital collectible card game that you can play on your smartphone, and then right. this show. And they all have, like, 90s X-Men variants and stuff you can get, and then obviously X-Men 90, 97, this show, is a direct sequel yep. to that show, and it's meant to be in the same style. It's meant to have come out in the 90s. But um, it's there's, like, an amnesia here. Like, it's like they don't remember what it actually looked like. Well, like, all right, here's it's like, my theory. It's like the show is doing a 90s style, but it's not the style of the original show. I So my theory is that they did just give him $100, because here's yeah. the thing. I also loved X-Men, the animated series. I used to play in the playground. We'd play X-Men, all that stuff, all, all the stuff. Um, I don't think this needs to come back, and I don't think... I, I think that maybe they're like... We're not sure if this should come back, so we're going to give it a real modest budget. Because here's the thing. I'm not sure how you make this now. Well, And what I mean it, by that yep. is, do they make it for people our age, or do you make it for kids? And if you make it for kids, are kids going to like this bullshit? Do you make it earnestly? Do you make it self-meta? Like, do you make it like Harley Quinn? Um, you know, like, is it just going to be a straight up, we're just doing X-Men again, the animated series. If you are, I'm not sure if like young kids are going to glom onto that or not. I'm, I'm honestly not sure. And it's all to say, I, I'm not sure they know either. And they're just doing it to see if it works out. And so I don't, uh, that's my guess. Like I, I don't think they're putting that much effort into this because they're not certain if it's going to be anything. Yeah. I mean, the, I want to watch it. The animation really looks bad. It like doesn't the, look great. It, it really looks bad. Um and like and it, like that's all I can say. Like it just it looks like they made 10 episodes based on the fact that the 90s X-Men show was really popular. People really like it. Like obviously that's yes, everybody loves that show. It was a great show. Um great theme. They include the theme. And it, it, it gave, you know, it springboarded a lot of people into Marvel fandom. Like it's a singular, right. it's a singular show for a lot of reasons. It was one of the first, I think it might even be the first Saturday morning cartoon that was serial, uh, not serialized, but uh, um, had a continuing narrative. Um, right. It was, there was a lot of things to like about it, but it really does seem like this reboot was just, because it was announced along with Disney Plus, right? So it was announced like four, four or five years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. So like wow. it was clearly just something they threw against the wall because they knew they needed to attract subscribers to Disney Plus. Right. And it's 10 episodes that may or may not get renewed. It's a show that doesn't, it doesn't look, it doesn't look like the original. It doesn't like the character designs are the same, but the way it's animated is totally different. Um, the voices are different. Like they the have voices the, are definitely they different. have the same yeah. guy doing Wolverine, but he's 30 years older now. And the voice sounds fucking wrong. Like yeah. it's, you know, the same thing with the Futurama reboot that's on Hulu right now. Oh, where... have you listened to the Simpsons lately? Have you watched the Simpsons episode? No, but I it, watched it's Futurama. Like, oh my God, and, they sound so fucking old. And Billy West sounds so fucking tired. They <laughs> like... all sound old. 
Um, they're they're and, all because they are old. They're yeah, older. Right, because like, it's not their fault for, for the record. Fucking years. Like why? Yeah, for the record, anyway, that's not their fault. But it's like my it's just, goodness. It's just like this. Everything that could be joyful about this show seems to be depleted by everything I know about it. Right. I don't know. I, I guess I. Don't know. I it should. I'm, I'm still gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch the shit out of it. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I'm still excited about it because it's it's stupid X Men. I just think I'm just curious what Marvel is deal with X Men is. Do, all right, so I'm sure we've asked this. Does Fox own, still own them or like? No. Okay, because what's weird to me is like, do they not? It's, are they like <sighs> trying to figure out if X Men yes, is popular? They're trying to figure out if they can integrate X Men into the Avengers Marvel right. Comics universe they've created already. And it's really weird. And the it's answer like is yes, know. obviously, easily, but like they're making it really hard for some they're, reason. Like, I, like I well, will, said this people, will people accept Magneto in this world? Yes, they fucking will. Yes, they will. Just do right. it. They really so they seriously just needed to after Endgame go and we're done with that. Now we're starting an entirely new universe. Here's the X Men. All they wanted, all we wanted since Endgame was like, give us X Men. I'll take X Men. One X Men, please. And it's just so weird that it's taking them so fucking long. And they're like, here's what here's what we'll give you the animated series again. And I'm like, oh, I mean, I guess just put them in the movies. Yeah. Um, for the love of God, I don't know, it's uh, there's, weird. there's like, yeah. And they're like, they keep trying to like the, the Marvels ends with like beast in a different universe, but it's not the, it's not like the X-Men universe we knew from the movies, but it's, it's Kelsey Grammer doing the voice, I believe. And it's again, where it's like, just stop trying to make it all fit in one universe. Like just go, here's some X-Men films it doesn't have to be in the fucking universe. You don't have to think of a weird way to fit them in. Just make some X-Men films for the love of Christ. Yeah, no, they're trying to fit them in. Yeah. And it's because of that, it's like, it's taking them like 10 years to get to X-Men. Well, it's what I was saying about and it's Deadpool, like this, yeah. where it's like, they're trying to like slide him in with the TVA. And it's like, right. why explain, why are you trying to explain why he knows everything? Right. It's, he it's, just it's does. Weird. Like it's, so yeah, I, appre- I I appreciate them bringing back these cartoons. It's a funny it's a funny idea. I agree with you. It doesn't look great, but I am gonna watch the fuck out of it because of course I am. Of course, well, who Why wouldn't? wouldn't I? Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? It looks like a real yeah. piece of shit. It's animated like a flip book. Yeah, and they're um, like, yeah you want Wolverine this shit, don't sounds you? like an asshole. Um, We're slurp I know, up this I know shit. it's I know it's the same voice actor, but he's aged too much. He sounds terrible in this trailer. We're gonna slurp um, it up, Tom. He sounds awful. Um, yeah, let's move on. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. This is a remake of the first movie. Yes. It's really funny because Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I Tom, you saw that one. No, I didn't. Oh. I have not seen any of these. Okay. Rise of the Planet of the Apes is objectively, I think, a, a bad movie. They And they knew because they, they pivoted right after. And they made Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and War of the Planet of the Apes, which I will say are very good surprisingly good um toby kebbell is amazing in them right it's directed um, by Andy matt Circus. reeves too right yeah yeah oh yeah and the most amazing thing about them is the mocap apes deliver some really nuanced and good performances it's sort of this idea that they're all like you know i don't know if you know this but we don't treat primates primates very well um and so there's like 
you know, the apes that you can tell were like tested on or like in zoos. And it's about their like kind of this this trauma manifesting into this rage. And you know, you can see it all happening, right? Where you know, like, fuck, they're going to like there's this like like half piece this whole idea of like the world is falling apart we're trying to work with these fucking smart apes and like there's some people who want peace some don't and then you know it's all gonna fall apart so you're kind of waiting and it's a little heartbreaking and it's like a genuinely decent two films um and what i think made them unique is that we were all watching them go to this place that we knew it was going to end at meaning we knew it was all going to become planet of the apes um if they put that much care into this, then it's probably good. But I also got the same thing where I saw this and was like, well, now we've gotten to the thing and now it's just a remake. This is just Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Right. I do. I know why they did it. I do miss costumes. Like the Tim Burton one was really cool because of the costumes. The original was movie. cool. Yeah, the well, co- yeah. It's classic with the costumes. Yeah. And I guess Make you could argue that. the fucking costumes i i you could what argue are you that doing mocap mocap is like they think of it as the evolution of that right right it's also the way to make your movie forgettable yeah that's the thing there is a there is a fan base weirdly enough i think for these of planet course, of the they apes. made like eight of them of course there's yeah. a fan base and people love planet of the apes people love the planet of the apes sequels i don't know who those weirdos are they're all crap the only good one is the original but yeah as long as we're playing this game, we have worked our way forward to the original movie in the prequels. And based on this trailer, it's just a reboot of the original movie. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just funny how that went where they did all these prequels all the way back to this. Um, it's play. Apes is pretty dumb. Like it's called planet of the apes, you know, it's the, it's only good because of its ending. It's only good because of that. Like that's right. the you know only gonna, you know reason the anyone gives a fucking shit about Planet of the Apes is because of the ending of the original. And then <laughs> you know they made eight sequels or whatever. However, there was a lot. Um, they yeah. jawsed the shit out of it. Um, and now we're doing reboot prequels that are leading up to the original because again we recognize the only good fucking movie the only good idea was the original movie so we made a franchise out of prequels and now we've come back to the original movie which the only good idea is him seeing the statue of liberty on the beach that's the only good idea of the planet of the apes it reminds me of like aliens or terminators where you you have to think about like what made this successful to begin with Right. Like what makes what makes a certain franchise a franchise or Jaws Um, and Planet of the Apes again, Dawn and War did something interesting, which is like you like you think of the Tim Burton one. It's like he felt compelled to have a twist at the end, because I think in his mind that is like you're saying, the twist is a huge component. Right. Where we all remembered it because of that fucking twist. So Tim Burton was like, well, I need to have a twist, too. Dawn and War didn't feel beholden to having a twist. They introduced this new idea, which is like, what if it's enough to just deal with these apes? Um, and it t- and, and it found a really compelling angle. And so that's all to say, like, maybe they will here too. Um, but I just don't know. Because, like, 
I think you're right, which is like the really what made I don't know, they made a bunch of shitty sequels, so someone was watching them. Uh, but I, I I guess I have I, I hope they don't think like they're beholden to another twist or something like that. How could they be, right? Because they've done pre prequels where the twist is obvious. Like where we don't we can't reveal that it was Earth anymore. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I if it's the same producers, I don't know. I didn't look into who's making this. All I can say well, is if it's the same people you... making Dawn and War, like it, it might turn out pretty good. But on paper, I, I am kind of like pretty good. I'm, I'm not sure. Like what finale? That's the thing. Like if <clears throat> right. The only good thing about the original Planet of the Apes is the reveal that it's Earth. So if all of the prequels are working backwards from that reveal, what's the fucking point? Well, it's a totally different story they're telling. At least in Dawn and War, like again, it's no, it's, it's not more about no, it's not. It's the it's still about how any society with the same intelligence inevitably gets to the same conclusion. That's the point. Yeah, I guess. But then that that means that they can tell that story without the twist, right? I mean, you always like that's that's the only place it can end, right? Like for it to be the satire i guess that it was is just like the idea was like even reduced to its most basic form the spark of intelligence will inevitably lead to self-destruction that's planet of the apes right um yeah i think they'll they might tell that story again just without the twist i'm just i like well, I said, so, I so my argument is it. what's the point if you don't have that twist like if it doesn't build to that what's the fucking point just a planet of monkeys and that's cool that it's cool to watch them fight like monkeys like it's a stupid movie in that way you should i mean you should definitely watch dawn and war at least because those don't have twists either but they are covering the same idea right um and they're covering versions of it and how, you know, how we, I mean, I haven't seen it in a while, so I, I, I don't want to like, uh, like, I, I don't want to dig in it too much because I, I just don't know if the, how exact the message was, but it was basically that idea around us destroying ourselves and about, you know, um, how we treat other species and I, I don't know yeah. I, again, like, but like, that's what I'm saying is like, they managed to make two movies in this world that didn't really need some sort of twist or didn't need that. And so like, it's interesting that they've gone all the way back around to these Cheston movies, but I, I, they could probably find something new to say with that. I'm just not sure what it's going to be. Um, and I don't, again, I don't even know if it's the same people making this because it's also like seven years later from the last one yeah. they made. Yeah. It's not going to no, involve I mean, Caesar. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, what's, what's the progression? Like, it's a prequel. So we know it's just going to lead to the, to the apes becoming men and then the apes nuking the world. Right. Like, that's, well, the, the, apes, that's the whole the apes, point. It looks like the idea is the apes are already at that point now. It's I I think that's the idea. Like you said, it's it's like it's the chest in it's at this the point where humans aren't yeah, talking sure. anymore. That's the thing that kind of worries me. Yeah, and this is why I'm I'm not sure. I'm honestly not sure if they'll be able to pull it off because like the they did this Caesar arc in the other t in the other three where it's like we're gonna watch this one ape kind of rise up and accidentally cause this this horrible apocalypse 
And now they're kind of saying, like in this trailer, like this girl, she's special. And I'm like, well, right. well she's just bright just eyes. Do... She's just Cheston. Right. You can't just do the reverse that they. She's Caesar too. That's the thing. Where it's like, are we just going to keep passing this back and forth, like the special person? We are because um, if you're making prequels and sequels based on an original property, you don't have any new ideas. You're just tra- ripping it from what was in the original text. That it's really uh, hard because. It's not always the case, but that's clearly the case here. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I, yeah, like I recognize that Matt Reeves is a good filmmaker, and that those two movies are probably good. But like, they are this this whole franchise is creatively bankrupt to me. Well, because we already like... know where it leads. It leads to the original Planet of the Apes, which is a classic, and it's a classic for one reason. It's so going back to the idea of like aliens terminating, why do we make sequels? That's kind of my confusion with this. Like the, I'm amazed that Dawn and war were as good as they were because I don't really know. Like we're going to talk about wicked coming up and I have the same view where I'm like, well, how do you make a lot of these? Like well, there's nowhere to go with this. Like well, you're let's, saying, let's... Apes was like a single cautionary film. Yeah. You know what? You can make sequels to Tom. Let's move on. Uh, uh, Twister. You can make sequels to Twister. And this is the trailer for Twisters, which is not a sequel to Twister. Yeah, it is. It is, but it's not. They've been Are you, they have you... they have been very emphatic about that. Wait, hold on. I have to assume that the young woman in this is the daughter they of have, Bill Paxton and Helen. Warner Hall. Brothers has been very em- emphatic that this movie, despite being titled Twisters, and being an explicit sequel to 1996's Twister does not connect to that film in any way. None of the characters. We're nope. not going to get any son of... Nope. Okay, so here's... here. All right. So you know how Friday the 13th has new kids every time? Yeah. Well, you could argue that the sky... It also has sky, Jason every time. That's what I'm getting to. You can argue the sky is the same, right? It's twisters. The twisters are they're they're the same. That's I mean, Jason. the trailer does end with Glenn Powell being like, "You know, you can kill a twister." <laughs> yeah, I can't fucking wait for Glenn Powell. Like, I mean, uh, to be clear, this movie looks incredible. It looks like Twister all over again, just with Glenn Powell instead of Bill Paxton. But yeah, that's Glenn my Powell... that's also my complaint is that it just looks like Twister all over again with Glenn Powell. I don't know why that's a complaint, Tom. It's Glenn not Powell it's first not... of all. The complaint is because they're calling it a sequel to Twister at the same time as saying that it does not connect to the original movie at all. So it, it really is just them re-rolling the original Twister movie. And just yeah. being, let's just do it again with different characters and a slightly different story. Yeah. I don't care. I mean, that's the thing. As long as it's in, done in the style of Twister, which it looks like, Glenn Powell, I've talked about, has asshole pilot face. He Glenn clearly Powell has asshole tornado hunter face. An assassin with and his he's... physical acting. Like yeah. he has the perfect face for ruggedly handsome dipshit. And yes. that gets him so much so much ground, Dave. Like he can be in every movie. And he's perfect <laughs> for this. He's absolutely perfect for this. He's, and then from Dave, what I can he's tell. He's such a handsome asshole. He's so great at it. Yeah. He's so great what... at being a handsome asshole. What I can tell is he's the rival slash romantic interest, it seems like. Um, like, they seem like he's kind of the jerk rival, but then, I don't know, there's clearly a ragtag team where they're like, we got twins! There's a fucking 
and it feels like there's a horse. There's a horse, Tom, and it looks like they're just basically they sat down and said, "What can we put a tornado in?" Like, oh, have we done a plane in a tornado? No, let's add a plane to the tornado. And so, to me, it seems like they're they've done everything that the original Twister had. Like, I've seen a little bit of reverence for Twister, and Twister's a great movie. Don't get me wrong. I, I saw some people comparing like this trailer to the original tra- trailer, and it's like, yeah, I mean, trailers suck now. Um, but as far as I can tell, this is as Twister as Twister can get um, for a yeah. sequel. Yeah. Like, it has all the bullshit. And, like, Twister's a dumb movie. Like, the original is a very dumb movie, right? Yes. They see the inside of a tornado because they attach themselves to pipes. There's a part where Bill Paxson looks at dirt and, like, sprinkles it. <laughs> like, he can sense the wind in the dirt. Um, that They have this idea that, like, tornadoes just speak to him, man. It's a profoundly dumb movie that we have a lot of nostalgia for. Um and I can't fucking I don't know I just I and the, I'm all the, in with the this. fact that they're just doing it again. Yeah, it's like really bold to me. <laughs> yeah, they're just like let's do it again, but it's it's twisters. If they're doing the alien aliens, um, yeah, but aliens model. was connected to the original alien. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I just mean in the title. Yeah, I, I mean just this don't movie. Need it connected I'm gonna to watch the fuck out of this movie. It? I'm gonna celebrate this movie. I will probably watch this movie multiple times. Yeah, of course. Glenn Powell is great. He's the king of 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 dipshit characters. Um, I have a controversial... I, I love that they're like, let's cast uh, a storm chaser that you don't know about. Let's cast him as Glenn Powell because he has the face of an asshole. Yeah, I I have a controversial opinion. Yeah, I actually think more uh, sequels could be like that. Uh, an example that also has Glenn Powell, and I'm not saying they should have done this because obviously they shouldn't. It's not controversial. But, it's just Jaws. Well, that's what I was going to say. Jaws or like, say they made a new Top Gun without Tom Cruise. Does Tom Cruise really have to be in Tom, Top Gun? They did it because that's the only way it was going to get made because Tom Cruise was pushing for it. But you know what I mean? Where it's like, you can do a a movie where it's about it's like they're connected because they're about the same idea. like i there's must be other examples there right? are some movies you can do for sure top gun is a weird example because top gun is such a tom cruise movie but um right, but- i agree with you that there are some movies you could do this premise with very easily um yeah, i just th- I, th- I just well, think i just don't saying, i don't do think top gun out of in a vacuum <clears throat> i don't think twister is one of them I don't know because I don't think because uh, say you do the Jaws thing where the Brody family keeps encountering sharks. I guess with Twister it's a little more I kind of like that idea for this because like a family of tornado hunters they're seeking it out and then it's very funny. Well like it's they should continue the idea. Remember the idea that Helen Hunt has like a personal rivalry? Personal vendetta against a tornado that ripped her dad out of the cellar. And the tornado's going after her family. You could do that here. You could continue it where it's her daughter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could. I'm surprised to hear it. I assumed it, that it had to be just, there'd be a line about how my parents were tornado hunters and they died and their name was Bill Paxton. Hunt. Researching spiders in the Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely surprised she's not the daughter of those characters. Yeah, no, I just think it's a a very cynical 
cash grab for Hollywood. Uh, Just I mean, write Twister again differently and cast new people. Call it a sequel and throw it out there. Yeah. It's I mean, very I'm, cynical. I Compared to the cynical shit that Hollywood's doing, I'm all in on this. Like, we haven't had 20 Twisters. Maybe someday we will and I'll get sick of it. But right now, like, this is actually... If if we're gonna get sequels thing. and stuff, it's the director of Minari, which is amazing to me. Um, like, it's the writer of Overlord um, and The Revenant. Um, well, the other thing I was gonna say is that like, is it gonna be as exciting now? Because like, 1996 Twister was pushed as an effects movie, so it was, it was it was it was a lot of digital effects that were you know um, side by side with practical stuff, but like. Everything we've seen in the trailer is just like stuff that we've seen in superhero movies. So it's like, yeah, how this how odd are you going to be by a tornado ripping things apart? Like if you've already seen General Zod do the same fucking thing ten years I ago, mean, depends on how they film it, right? How odd are you about a T Rex scene if you've seen it a million times? It has if it's shot with tension. I you gotta know, tell like you, if Dave, is... I haven't given a fuck about a T Rex scene for thirty years. Well, that's because they haven't tried. Uh-huh. But like, if it's shot with <laughs> I tension, don't think this movie is trying. I mean, I just think that's a very cynical view where it's like, you could say that about anything, right? Like a gunfight, how, how you've seen a million gunfights in movies. Does that mean you're less affected by them over time? It, it depends on how they're filmed, right? Yeah. So like, if this is filmed well, a tornado is a big deal. Um the the original twister m- makes that movie so good is that it's just tornadoes and it's like look at look at these tornadoes they're a fucking problem and when i go back and watch them it isn't any more fun no, than yeah, it was when i first you're watched right. it's it. just the, it's just the storm that's an issue right and that's, so like um, okay sorry and so like watching this i'm seeing things like they're adding planes they're adding windmills they're adding shit that looks interesting i i it really just for me comes down to the fact that it's got a good filmmaker a good writer a good cast i don't know i think this is the right direction i don't think anybody was begging for a twister sequel as no opposed this to like is jurassic world like I think, jurassic yeah. world is way more cynical to me than this well hmm I, think I don't. This... I don't think it's any more cynical, but I, I do think this is uh, the Twister is way less tapped than Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, um, because it's way less obvious. But uh, uh, let's move on. All right, uh, Wicked. I have. This looks very bad. little. This yeah, looks bad. I, I don't care does... about this show. Like it's it's um, it's the same th- feeling I had about Fan of the Opera when um. Joel Schumacher put out his Fan of the Opera back in 2003 or 2004. Um, it was one of those things where it was like, really? Now? Like 20 years right. after the stage show has, has premiered. It's the same thing for Wicked. It's been about 20 years since the stage show premiered for Wicked. And it's like, like you pointed out in the notes, The Wizard of Oz is a hard sell for people. Like, it's in the public domain, so it's very popular for a lot of writers. But, like, who gives a fuck? Um, I think it was it, smart. They have, what's yeah. her name in this? Ariana Grande. Yeah. I think they I think they knew that because I think they stuck her in because they, like, I, I feel like 
they're going for the musical thing and they're going for um good performers um jeff goldblum's in there as the wizard he sure is because yeah i i feel like yeah i i'm very confused about why we keep insisting upon making wizard of oz things you know um well yeah because it's like planet of the apes where i feel like it's like i I just don't see a huge franchise here i this isn't for me the reason Um, is because it's public domain so if it does take off they can franchise it without that's the only reason um yeah i do have one note about this movie um and it's something that's been bought it's something that, that has bothered me about a few things um primarily maleficent but like <clears throat> um if you've read wicked or seen the show you know that it's not actually the story of the wizard of oz right it's like it's a reimagining it it completely it has to completely rewrite it like it's not the way that wicked sells itself is this is the story between the lines right. you know like this is everything you didn't see about the wicked witch and this is how you can be more sympathetic to her if you saw the story. Like, the, the premise of Wicked is that this is Wizard of Oz from the Wicked Witch's point of view. It's not that. It's a completely different story. It's like Maleficent, where if you've right. seen Maleficent, like, the king is evil, like, he subjugates Maleficent. It's this whole fucking thing. And in Wicked, it's the same thing, where, like, the Wicked Witch of the West is actually a good person, and she's been subjugated, and uh, all this crap. So they right. have to completely rewrite the story. So it's like, yeah, it's not. It's not this. Th- it's not clever. No, that like that fundamentally kind of ruins it for me. It may not be the same for you. So I'm no, trying, that's a great I'm, I'm, point I'm, I'm, because uh, for, uh, no, you in general. I'm, I'm, so I'm doing my best to lay oh, yeah. it out like as evenly as possible. But like, it's not the wizard of Oz from the point of view of the wicked witch, it's a completely rewritten story in order to make the wicked witch, uh, sympathetic. Um, that's, I mean, that's a good point because these don't work on me personally. And I think, I wonder if that has to do with it, which is like, for example, I know crack did this. A bunch of people have done like, Oh, the, the good witch was secretly the villain all along. We did a thing about that. We didn't say the wicked witch was secretly good. We just said the good witch was kind of a dick. Right. Um, and and you could make that observation, but by, but by saying like, actually the wicked witch was good. Yeah. They have to change the events to make it seem that way. It would be, it's not even that like the wicked witch was good or the wicked witch was like tragic. They, are trying to position the Wicked Witch as being the hero of the story, so they completely rewrite the Riz- the Wizard of Oz right. for Wicked. I didn't see Cruella, but I assume that's similar. That's what I've um, heard. Yeah, and like, I'm on two minds about this, which is that I think it is good to show morality as more of a gray thing and not just paint people as evil, and that, that it's a it's a very fun and positive idea to go back and look at old villains and go like, let's give them redemption or find a way that said, um, I I don't know. Maybe it's just because none of these stories are ones that I was personally into. Like I just, I haven't seen a movie like that that spoke to me, I guess. Um, or has said anything 
about that. Well, um, but my, I, I'm also like I'm not a Wizard of Oz, Oz fan. I'm not a Hundred One Dalmatians fan. I'm not a Melissa Maleficent fan. So like, it's all to say like that's a neat idea. I just haven't had one made for me personally. It just the the more that they do them, it just really seems to me that they're just like trying to give like shitty people like it right. out like it's I like think, well you know how you like did that blow up at your baby shower and fucking lost all your friends well it turns out you're just like maleficent like it right but uh, and it, also in order to do it they like, just it's, make it's the good characters bad right it's rewriting so the stories are, for terrible people yeah you know what okay i did i have thought of a movie that does this well because the, that's the issue is they just a lot of these they just reverse it right they go like actually yeah the wizard's bad and she's good um cinderella 3 a twist in time does a good job at giving redemption to the stepsisters um while still trying like they still don't go above and beyond they still make the stepmother evil but like that's a version of them trying to go back and say like like they don't do they don't make the stepsisters good and cinderella evil they just find humanity in these characters um and so like yeah i i see what you're talking about which is basically they just flip it that's all they're doing and like that's not particularly interesting i guess i don't know again i haven't seen wicked i I think i was really disappointed by wicked um i don't know we'll see we'll we'll see how this goes but yeah it's just like it's a whole it's its own thing like it's a what if Uh basically it's an elseworld story essentially it's john chu it's the director of gi joe retaliation that's fine like it but like it's not what was written <laughs> like it's right. just you know anyway let's move on no i i get what you're saying i just i, like, I haven't it, had if a I, story if I, that it's if i wanted to, to make a, a story about the little mermaid it's like you know what i want to do a story where ursula is the is is sympathetic and i completely changed the story of little mermaid to make it like ariel like demanded that um ursula take her voice and like thrust it upon her and like right it's not clever shanghai prince eric and all this shit like that's what that's what maleficent does that's what wicked does like they have to make the good characters evil in order for their story to work and it's like what's the fucking point Right. If yeah. that's the case. It's, again, it's not clever. No, it's, it's not, not at like, all. oh, did you notice this? It's like yeah. it's it's that idea of like yeah, if you make this person evil, isn't it neat how this person's actually evil? Yep. Did you notice they're that's, evil? And that's how it's all like, yeah, of this shit works. Yeah, it's how all of it works. It's because you made him yeah, it's because you made him evil. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um this next one apparently is a TV show. Uh this is coming to Netflix. This is Banditos. Um this is a fucking it appears to be so it involves i guess a a snake king's treasure mayan snake it's a it's a uh spanish language comedy action supernatural treasure hunting heist did i get that right that's what i got from the trailer and i'm so fucking in on this on whatever the fuck this is yeah this looks this looks delightful this looks good this looks good. It, this it's looks like, like a, supernatural. Maybe uh, Ocean's Eleven with a little bit of supernatural yeah. hint to it. I don't know. Um, check out the trailer. It's 
It definitely has the tone of like an Ocean's Eleven. It de- well, that's what's funny about it is like it had a little like they're doing they're going for mine treasure. So I was like treasure hunting. Oh yeah, and then it it like 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 uh fucking national treasure. But then it's like we're a group and we're we're pulling something off. Like they it's like almost heisty. Um, at the same time, it's like Uncharted, where yeah. it's like a little bit of heist, a little bit of treasure hunting, a little funny. We're jumping out of planes, and so like. I, I don't know. There's something about this tone that is kind of delightful and insane because on top of it, the first thing you see is a snake woman. Um, and I don't know if that's supposed to be like someone's imagination, a flashback. I don't know what that is, but now I know it has to do with Mayan snake, a snake God's treasure. So like now it's like a little like the mummy you know, where it's like, it feels like, oh, they're going to stumble modern. upon some sort of curse. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, it's a lot of things that all weirdly kind of mesh well that uh, uh, that I'm I'm excited for. And right. I don't know. It's, it's like, on Netflix. It's a series. Yeah. Like, it is genuinely kind of hard to tell how crazy it's going to get. Yeah. Because we don't know whether or not, the, like, the God stuff is, like, visions or something, you know? Right. It's it's the Netflix did a good job with this trailer because I'm not certain what the fuck I saw, but boy did I see a lot, uh, and so I'm I'm super fucking uh, curious about whatever the fuck this is. Yeah, and I don't know anything about the creator because no. he's done a bunch of Spanish language stuff. Um, apparently, one. What the director of at least one of the episodes, or maybe a couple, did Rambo: Last Blood and uh, the Black Demon. Remember the Black Demon? I do. Yes, the shark yeah. movie. Oh shit! Yeah. Um, yeah. So, no, this this looks like a. It looks like a Ocean's Eleven movie. Like it, yeah. it, it genuinely looks good. But more unhinged somehow. Yes, more more demented. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, yeah um late night with the devil um this is i've been hearing about this for a while it's getting a lot of hype it's um a lot of if if you've seen uh the wnuf halloween special you might look at this and go hey you're doing the wnuf halloween special it's um the idea of like it's a found footage of a 1970s live television broadcast where it appears that a possessed girl is on stage and the devil shows up. It's got polka dot man. David Dasmalkian. Yep. It looks good. It looks good. It looks good. I have heard, um, this has been on the festival circuit for a little bit. I have right. heard that this movie is not actually very successful in, uh, uh executing its premise. Hmm. Um, I'm, yeah, that's interesting. I've, well, th- we we covered the WNUF special. We did, we did, which was I another. So it was an example of WNUF Halloween special. You guys can go back and look for it. It was uh, very very well executed. It looked perfectly yeah. like a news broadcast from the eighties. Um, it just wasn't very good. Like it wasn't very interesting, and the story wasn't good. It, it was. It was one where yeah. it was like I was rooting for it, mm-hmm. and I was sad that it didn't really wow me. Um, like like a like a VHS segment might, you know. Like that's actually every time I watch a VHS, 
I'm rooting for it because of they course, ha- like, I, I want it to fun. I want it to be the next like Timo Dejanto thing, like the next exactly. the next cult thing, the next. But they don't always res- Resident Evil thing that he did in what was it ninety four? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this this has the same idea where this feels like it could have been a VHS segment actually, and I I'm just I'm rooting for it because I really like the look at it. I like the idea. It seems like it could be a a lot more. Um, a lot, a lot faster or faster paced than WNUF. That was one of the issues with that one. Um, but yeah, that that's disheartening about the reviews. I mean, I'm still going to have to see it yeah, for myself. For sure. um, Should we yeah. move on? Yeah, I guess I got nothing else to say about that. Uh, it, it, it's it's very good. Watch it. Watch the trailer. Yeah. So Cuckoo is the next one. This has been on my radar for a while, and then it immediately blew up because Neon loves their fucking good marketing right now um i forget why this was on my radar originally but the trailer is certainly well done um it's kind of it's just two shots it's like a girl it's just going a, outside a girl walking through a door and pulling a knife out of her back i was yeah. gonna say and we know she's cool because she pulls a knife out and then f- does it's a butterfly knife so she flips it yeah. around because she's yeah cool. I, I, and, I don't know anything about this movie other than that hunter schaefer is the star and people are very excited about that because she's a breakout on euphoria oh okay um but that's the director it hasn't done much the director is fairly new um i forget that's what i'm trying to remember is i've had this on my radar and that means i must have read something i think what it was is just it's been getting very good reviews I think it's just looks. It, 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 I think it's just a very well made horror movie um, about yeah this young girl who's apparently at a resort. They say it's the the synopsis is a seventeen year old girl is forced to move with her family to a resort where things are not what they seem. And I'm like forced to move like that's already weird. That's a weird ass premise. Yeah, why would you be forced um, to move? Right. Of course things aren't what they seem if you're forced to move there. That's a that's a cult right there. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, again, we get two shots and the vibes are good. You know, who's in this? Oh, this, this might've been why, uh, Dan Stevens is in it. Uh Oh, and so (laughs) now we got, now we got a movie. Exactly. Um, so I think that's what maybe I flagged about this when I first looked at it. Yeah. Now now we got a film. Now we got a film. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm immediately way more interested in this than the next one. Yeah, okay. So this next one, Sasquatch. What is it? Wait, Sasquatch. Sasquatch Sunset. Sunset. Um It's got Jesse Eisenberg. It's it's And Riley Q. Yeah, and they all play Sasquatches. It it feels like a Farley Brothers trailer. Like the actual trailer, they cut to Sasquatch Squatches just fucking each other in the woods. And I don't know, it didn't um didn't wow me. They're taking a very big swing here, so like yeah, it's okay. I hope I hope so it this works is, out. This is essentially what we do in the shadows, right? It's it's a movie yeah. about Bigfoots, like a clan of Bigfoots, and what they do when we're not watching, and they're doing it in earnest, so they're trying to be like realistic Bigfoots, right? Um, which is a good idea. Like, I think it's a good permutation of the what we do in the shadows idea but like that idea has become so common like the mon- the mundanity or the banality of being a supernatural creature 
is uh, the hook of what we do in the shadows, and that has been that has become very popular uh, lately. It's funny because it really speaks to how advanced our pop culture has gotten. Because you're right, is that I saw this and I said, "But what's what's the catch?" <laughs> like, what's well, the catch the, the, the catch is is they're being earnest. I think because I, I had I had the same thought. Enough. I had the same thought, and I was prepared to explain it to our listeners. The catch it, appears to be in the trailer that they are doing it in earnest. So you are going to see Jesse Eisenberg as a Bigfoot earnestly, without pretension, without thinking it's going to be a meme, trying to help his fellow Bigfeets eat a fish or uh, raise a shelter or something. And it's going to be right. stuff that's really fucking funny looking. But they're doing it. It's the one thing I can say positive about this movie because like the idea, like I said, is just such a derivative of what we do in the shadows. It's just like, okay, what else do you have? And this movie is like, this is what else we have. Um, it's going to be, you're going to see these big feet um, earnestly interact with each other. So they're not doing it with like knowing that we're going to cut in two seconds. They're like going to yeah. shake down trees for berries and try to find uh fish from a stream and try to build a shelter and stuff like that. So that's, that is the thing that is giving me hope. Like if you do, cause we already know the, what we do in the shadows thing, like the mundanity of monsters is very funny. Like creature of the yeah. black lagoon, like trying to get his fucking driver's license renewed is very funny. Right. <laughs> so like this is, just them trying to exist on um, a realistic level, but like also bringing in the realistic complications of that. Um, I think this could be funny. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, I, I really think it's just, it, it can go either way is really what I'm at now. Like, I think the trailer thought it, this was enough to show. Right, it's not enough and to just be like, funny. what's Bigfoot's, like, being a family? It's like, yeah, we got it. Like, that's, yeah, like, this I is actually on need TV a little right more. now. We need a little bit more, exactly. Yep. Yeah, but it, I bet it, I bet it could end up really good. Like, I just, I just don't know based on this. It, there's a lot, the, there's a lot they can work with here. This idea of a family that's like semi-intelligent. They show a part where they're at a spray-painted X on a tree. So this idea of like showing, like there could be an environmental message. This idea that humans are more of this like, it could be Planet of the Apes. Like it could be this idea that humans are this terrible force around them. Right. And they're more scared of us. There's a lot of ways they can go with this. There's, I'm yeah. just, it could go either way right now. Um, but I'm very curious about it. I mean... It look it, it's. I think it's going to get a lot of people's attention, right? Yeah, I think so. Like, I I think maybe the marketing is enough right now for most people. It's just for me, it's it's kind of like the fucking late night with the devil, where I'm like, go on, um, you know, like I'm interested. I I, I want to hear what you have to say, um, but right. I don't know. Like something like the art of self defense is a movie which is tangentially, um related to this movie but not really the director was in that movie that's a movie where that i didn't have many expectations for and then it surpassed my expectations so this is definitely something that i i want to check out i didn't put on more hype because i think it's getting plenty of hype right yeah, maybe i don't know i think so i've seen people talking about it let's but move yeah. on yeah 
Let's talk. Um, oh, we got to thank some more producers. Let us do that. Let's do it. Big old, big old slopping thank you to Davey, the ghost of East Las Vegas, Francis. Thank you. Thank you to David Knife Boot. Thank, Knife Boot. Thank you to Deborah is awesome. Barbara is great. And cancer can go to hell. Thank you. Thank you to Dracula, the bus driving vampire. Thank you, Thank you to Driftless and his elephant army demanding Thank you watch Lair of the White Worm. Thank you to Ed Nog. Thank you. Thank you Exploding Rooms. Thank you. Thank you to Funky J mostly comes out at night Thank mostly. You. Thank you to Heathcliff's Helping Handfuls. Thank you. Thank you to Hey Tom, when are we getting a sequel to Stitches? <laughs> Thank you. Listen. Listen. Get on it. Listen, I've written one. All right. It's not a direct sequel to Stitches, but I've written one. Um, let me soup in here. Thank you to Ombre. Thank you. Thank you to ImpossibleWorlds.net. Issue 3 is out now. Gorge yourself on our fiction. Gorge! Thank you. Thank you to Jay the Crow Baron says, Spill a guillotine in Rich People's CR 2024. Thank you. Thank you to Chris Shanovich. Thanks. Thank you to Lieutenant Frank Drebin, Police Squad. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Look Mom on a podcast. Thanks. Thank you to Mackenzie Fuck Shuffling with Willem Dafoe's confusingly large dick chill. Thank you. Thank you to Mercurial Oz. Thank you. Thank you to Mike the Lurker. Thank you. Thank you to Mongolian throat skanking. Thank you. Dave. News stories. Let's do some news stories. Uh, we're getting a new Predator film from the director of Prey, who is also the guy who did 10 to Cloverfield Rhett Lane, which is all to say, yes. Yeah, it's apparently going to be in the future, too. Nice. I So it's a completely different fucking yep. setting. Unrelated. Thank you. Christ. Oh, my God. Excited. This is, I mean... I'm so glad they should have. So I hope they put this one out in theaters. Um, that's the only thing they did wrong, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I'm so glad that they they saw this. They saw the reaction. Went all right. Let's get more, and he's going to get right. more. And this guy seems to have the right idea, which is like, yeah, this doesn't have to be a big overarching plot. Just different, different story. That's yeah. It. Like, unlike the other things we were talking about earlier, this is a story that is just this. It's just yeah. the predator landing and the predator coming into contact with some person or group that it's hunting. Like, that's yeah. it. It's totally modular. I have, so, yeah, I have a... yeah, like, putting him, putting him in the past was a thing we've been calling out for for decades. So, like, Prey was an obvious thing to do. And then putting him in the distant future is like, yeah, fuck do it. Yeah. I honestly, I like every predator film, even aliens versus predator. Yeah. Although I'm going to say that alien versus predator was the closest to straying off of this path because the reason I like every predator film is they're all wildly different. Like, I love that. I love that. They're like, let's give fucking Robert Rodriguez a predator film. Okay. Now let's give one to fucking, um, uh, fucking, Oh Jesus. His name just, Shane Black. Let's give Shane Black a Predator film. All right, let's make that goofy as shit. That's awesome. Now let's do like a really gritty, cool one with Native Americans. Like, I love that they're just doing these wildly yeah. different Predator films. I th I think the problem is, is that the reason they're doing it is because they can't land on one. That's actually why they're doing it. You know what I mean? Where like the moment they find one that makes a billion dollars, they'll just make 20 of those. Of course. Um, yeah, they're just... They're entertaining every predator pitch they get. Yes. They're they're throwing everything at the wall to see what sticks and what they don't I think realize is that everything's sticking. I'm nope. loving all of it. But I don't want them to stop. 
I don't want them to stop throwing shit at the wall. No, uh, me either. Keep doing yeah. it. Hell yeah. Speaking of throwing shit at the wall, um, we have our Fantastic Forecast. Yes. Uh, Pedro Pascal as Mr. Fantastic. Vanessa Kirby as Invisible Woman. Uh, Joseph Quinn as uh, Human Torch, um, who was the guy from Stranger Things, uh, the most recent season. Um, and I do not remember the name of the person who was cast to play the thing, Eben Dave. Moss, Eben Moss Bachrock? Do Bachrock? it. Do it. Thank you. Um, as the thing. Yeah, I mean, this sounds, this seems like a good idea. You dump a bunch of money on Pedro Pascal's door, right? And you say, you're going to get people's attention. Uh, and then the rest are people who are good, but like they probably didn't pay them as much. Um, and then, uh, I don't know, it's gonna, it's coming out twenty July 25. Um, I still kind of am like, I don't, I haven't really trusted Marvel to know what to do anymore. No. I, I watched, um, I think I mentioned I watched the Marvels. Yeah. And I should note that that movie is fine. That movie was very good, actually. Um, the And it's now on Disney Plus, so people can watch it themselves. The issue with the Marvels that I ran into was that it really ramped up the fatigue. And what I mean by that, it was just like, here's like crazy space worlds. Uh, you've seen them all before. Like they're in Thor, they're in Guardians. Let's do a scene where something wacky happens to music. And it's like, yeah, I know. I know. I saw the Guardians movies. You know, like it was a lot of that where they're like, all right, and now we'll, let's do the the very serious villain with the like cosmic powers. And let's do the post credits weird cinematic universe open up tease like it was just so by the book that it was like it was very charming and the acting like the actresses were particularly good but the plot was it's as cookie cutter as it can possibly get and that's all to say that like i'm just it feels like marvel like if they just crank this out you know like they they just really need to they really need to change it up yeah, uh, they really need to do something interesting and not and not superficially change it up, like really change it up somehow. Um, so I'm I'm just like personally like I I don't know I, I this, this yeah is, it was a weird but it was a weird way to reveal the fantastic forecasting, like yeah. to dump it in a greeting card type format on twitter uh, right when, when twitter is dying um, yeah yeah to reveal your a-list That's cast actually... for fantastic four it was so like like <clears throat> the biggest problem with fantastic four has been uh to convince audiences that it's cool right <laughs> so like, right. uh if you're going to convince audiences that this casting is cool uh maybe announce it in a cool way uh, instead, well, they just is, kind of like yeah. dumped it on Twitter in this weird uh, Valentine's Day greeting card. Well, I think because they still are thinking about like they're still functioning like it's 10 years ago. Like they're yeah. like, Twitter, that's popular, right? And it's like, no, you no. got to go on fucking TikTok <laughs> or something, my friend. Like, that's what I mean is like and then there's this combination of like, I don't even know who's directing it. And like, I, I as a film nerd, like that's one of those things Marvel has systematically taken away from me. Meaning that when they're like, "Oh, look, Sam Raimi's going to direct this," 
it's like, oh, that should be a little interesting, but they've they've kind of removed the ability for directors to really stand out. So I'm not really getting anything from that. So all I know is it's like, oh yeah, it's Marvel. We're gonna mar- make this, you know, like I I I just need. Yeah, I, no, it would I just be it. really cool if they are like we're making a Fantastic Four movie and it's a completely different universe where it can be different. But like, you know, obviously, obviously, let's not make it gritty, but like do something that makes me more excited about this other than this is just another we're slotting this into the cinematic universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like, Eternals gonna was going to be that big thing. And it's like. I know Dave, this is going to be their next flagship, Dave, or hopefully. They're never going to do that. Yeah. So let's slide on into this More little producers. mud pie of producers. Wait, yes. Okay. I didn't know where you were going with that. That really, uh, I felt, I got nervous. I like started standing up. I was, well, was going to try myself. to skip over them. I was going to try to skip over them. Oh, I see. Because I forgot oh, okay. <laughs> in this moment. <laughs> so uh, let us know uh, about some producers, Dave. All right. Big thank you to Mr. Tell Your Wife how many Patreon subscriptions you have before you agree to buy a house. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you to Musical Guest, the Ludacrismas Children's Choir. Thank you. Thank you to No One Can Hear You Scream in Space, McNulty. Thank you. Thank you to Norm from Cheers. Thank you, Norm. Thank you to, thank you to Pete Forpagel. Thank you. Thank you to Numenel Ultra Microscopic Silicon Volcano Coniosis Anti-Disestablishment Tarianism Jones. I have all the long ones now. Thank you to pre-order TikTok superstar Jason Pargin's new standalone ticking clock thriller and dark satire called I'm starting to worry about this black box of doom. Thank you. Thank you to Rev MD. Thank you so much. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Thank you. Thank you to Rosemary's Thank baby you. from Eraserhead. Thank you to Screaming Horse Pyramid. Thank you. Thank you to Sorry Cop, world's most laughable centrist. Thank you. All right, let me soup in here. Thank you to Steven. Thank you. Thank you to the conveniently placed self-destruct button on the top of baby baby's head. Thank you. Thank you to the ghost of Dave Thomas. Oh, yeah. Thank you to the midnight patron with patrons at midnight. Thank you. Thank you to the oatmeal savage. Thank you. Thank you to the 2B terror bunny says the strikes may be over, but egg David Zaslav for fun and profit. Thank you. Thank you to the seven bees. Thank you. Thank you to Tiger Drawers Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Thank you. Thank you to Tip Drizzle. Thank you. Thank you to Tux. Thank you. Thank you to Vincent. Thank you. Thank you to Why Did You Take a Flying Fuck at the Moon. Thank you. And thank you to your mom. Thank you. Dave. We've come to the end of things. We need to get out of here. Yeah. You and I need to need to need to cut loose. We need to flee this place. Uh-huh. But yeah. before we can do that, yeah. I need to ask you if you have a movie that deserves more hype. Oh. Uh, let me check. Yeah, you I do. Son of a bitch! I had to check. I had to check real quick. I have a... This one just fell in my lap. Let me... Hold on. I'm going to check the trailer. Oh, it's got... So it's still not that... It, more people should be watching. It still needs more hype, but it is... It's creeping up. It's not at 100K. Uh, this is called The Beast. Um, it is not related to Marvel or the X-Men. Um, it's coming out April 5th. So yeah, that's actually... It's a few months from now. There's time for it to get more hype, but it doesn't have more hype yet. Ooh. This movie is very confusing. I, okay. I'm going to struggle to explain it. Um, from the reviews, which is getting very good reviews, it is a combination of 
it's it, the best I can make of it is if it's if Cronenberg, I don't care which one, either Cronenberg made Cloud Atlas, um, mm. or like it's kind of like the fountain a little bit. It's the year is twenty forty four, which is a hilariously soon year that I feel like they took on for on purpose, and AI is apparently running society. Um, I know this sounds stupid, and it is, but I think that's I think it's kind of supposed to be silly. Um, and humans erase their feelings, but not just their regular feelings, but like existential pain caused by, caused by their past lives. So it's a little eternal sunshine as well, where they go into a machine and they live out their past life, these emotional moments. And so the movie is a, a woman doing that. And it takes place during several realities, old timey. And like there's one in 1903 um, or no, sorry. It's an adaptation of a 1903 short story, The Beast in the Jungle. Um, uh, but it one of them definitely takes in 1910. That's when it, when it takes place. Sorry, I got my dates mixed up. Um, sure. One of them's apparently like a sci-fi. One of them's like a horror movie. One's a romance. Like all the different eras are different styles. Um, I've seen it compared a little bit to Mulholland Drive or Funny Games. If you watch the trailer, you'll kind of see why it's like this. This sounds like something that could have been like like a really cheesy, shitty, like made for streaming film. Yeah. But this is like an art house Cronenberg-y yeah. fucking freaky ass. There's apparently a flood in a doll factory and it makes some insane in imagery. Like this movie looks fucking gorgeous. Um, yeah, it looks great. Yeah, the director is... Uh, I don't remember who the director is. Um, ooh. <laughs> Ber Bertrand Bonello? Uh, Bertrand is that how? Bernello. okay. Bertrand Bonello, who I think has done... Uh, he's done a lot of stuff. Fuck. Um, yeah, so he's 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 been around. I, I feel like people... Some people might recognize that name. He did a movie called Zombie Child. Huh. Um, he does weird art house things, it looks like. And uh, yeah, this just, you, you watched the trailer, right? What'd you think of this? Um, I thought this movie looked pretty good. Yeah, I, it looks fucking weird. I think, like, I like that it's attempting to show us a relationship through three different time periods and three different permutations and three different probabilities it seems right. to be what the movie is offering no, no i'm into this yeah it's 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 doing something that i've seen other movies do but it looks like it's its own take on it and i love how weird whenever these movies happen like even cloud atlas is weird oh um, it's super weird yeah yeah and like the i i'd say the fountain is the closer one of what i'm looking at because it's about this relationship across timelines and stuff and these past lives intertwining um, but again, it looks darker than that. It, like I said, the tone changes. Like there's definitely, if you watch the trailer, you can sense it where you're like, why does some of this look like a horror movie? And that's because apparently it is. So uh, what, I, what I'm reading is that it's, yeah, it's a classic period romance, a horror thriller, and a dystopian sci-fi are the three stories. Okay. And that somehow, uh, and like somehow the movie embraces that disconnect and manages to kind of interweave them in a satisfying emotional way. It's like getting so beat up on a Greyhound bus. But I all right. Know. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. 
Yeah, I'm I'm so into that. The idea that they're going to do this thing that crosses genres. Um, well, let's let's be hyped about it and be done, Dave. All right. We did it. What it's the beast. Look at the, the beast. trailer. Look at absolutely look it up. Um maybe put the date 2023 to get the right thing cuz I there has to be other the beasts, right? Well, yeah, it was a, it was a show. There was a miniseries. Anyway, that's a sewed motherfucker. Woo! Woo! Oh, yeah. We did it, Dave. We did it. We Folks, did it. It was a sewed. Thank you so much for listening. I want to tell you about our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed you go on there uh we watch movies every friday night with our patrons we've now moved the time so we watch at 5 p.m pacific which is eight o'clock eastern um and we do that through our discord which we have a wonderful community we also have exclusive podcasts tom and jeff watch batman fox Mulder is a maniac star trek the next futurama spiel boys check them all out why don't you now do that today Hey, hey, we also have a store. Head over to GamefullyUnemployed.com. We can find a link to our Teespring store. We have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get our t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap weird-ass uh, uh, peepers onto that. I, I, yeah, I was trying, sla- to, I was trying to pull it. Time, I was trying to pull it. I couldn't do it. reincarnated peepers. Slap your beastly peepers onto that. There we go. Yeah, your big meaty beastly peepers. peepers. Swollen. You're swollen. You swollen nutty peepers. All right, Dave. Let's let's yeah. let's be done. Let's be done. Say good say, okay. say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our channel artwork is produced by Michael Vincent Bramley. You can find more of his artwork at instagram.com slash mvbramleyart. Our episode artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.